This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Walking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Take this Macedonian fill and smash his head against the wall. I'm on freaking 45 minutes. The lunchtime edition, right? Never the headphones. They put headphones in here that don't work. I might as well have had two Campbell soup cans to my ears. I'm telling you, Lou, you, Macedonian Phil, Sid, you don't want me doing the 45 minutes a day, Monday through Fridays, because I do the shit rap. You're jealous. You wanted to do the shit rap. But you're sickle fans, Tonys and lackeys. Oh, my God. Let me calm myself down. Oh, man. Got to kill this guy. How many things you got to do, right? Just make sure you got workable headphones. Look at it. Look at this. This, uh, this microphone has masking tape on it. We're the number one news talk station in the nation, and I'm talking into a microphone that's attached to the stanchion with freaking 99 cent from uh, Jack Store masking tape. You know, you know what they uh, they feel about me here, ladies and gentlemen. They're all turning on me because uh, I become the only person that's going to tell you. The real deal, because I know where all the bones are buried and who buried them. Oh, my. Oh, no. Where's that Macedonian Phil? He ran out. <laughs> he ran out into the street without his coat. He knows I'm going to kill him. Anyway, I'm wasting precious time with these Gavones. The reason uh, we're playing Billy Joel is because Billy Joel is what? He's synonymous with Long Island. I hate Billy Joel. Bugaboo eyes. You know, his eyes are bugging out of his head. He loves Jimmy Dolan, owner-operator of Madison Square Garden, who was born on third base. The guy dresses all in black, can't chew gum and think at the same time, and needs to sell the Rangers, needs to sell the Knicks, and needs to sell Radio City Music Hall because uh, he's ruined the Rockette show also, okay? He scored the trifecta, Troika, and Trinity. And by the way, uh, what is his purpose in life? Well, he's friends with Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo who loves it out there in Long Island. That's right, more Long Island, as he is out there in his compound, the Fredo compound that he shares with his brother, that moron, Chris Cuomo, and their wartime consigliere, uh, Joe Pococo. 
the leg breaker, who just finished doing a bid of six years in federal prison for political corruption, and now he's appealing before the United States Supreme Court. Yeah, yeah, Cuomo's in the news, too. You don't want to go anywhere. It's all Long Island all the time in this first segment because Jimmy Dolan, right, friend of Cuomo, actually gave a no-show job to the guy who eventually went to prison for political corruption, that leg breaker, Joe Pacoco. And before that, Joe Loden. Yeah, no show job in Madison Square Garden. They call doing public uh, outreach and service. No show job. The guy pays no no property taxes on Madison Square Garden. This was granted back uh, when Ed Koch was mayor because they feared that, oh, uh, Madison Square Garden might go out to Secaucus, East Rutherford. Yeah, how did that work out uh, for the Nets, huh? They're not going anywhere. And now they want to pimp our ride and possibly get a new Madison Square Garden where the catacombs are now, Hudson Yards, over my dead body, and pay no property taxes to boot. So that's got my ire up because everybody is sitting shiver. Oh, Billy Joel had to cancel his monthly concert, the same concert all the time every month, that all of you Billy Joel fans show up wearing your Depends, and you lift sync the words as if it's a Rocky Horror movie, 12 midnight showing, where everybody would show up like they were... Oh, like they were dressed for <laughs> drag queen hour, right? Did you ever see Rocky Horror? Like they showed up like they were dressed for drag queen hour uh, or a casual fall. Anyway, so Billy Joel is canceled. He's got some vocal problems. Best friend of Jimmy Dolan, who also lives out in Long Island, Michigash, and naturally Andrew Evilized Como, King Como II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Como, King Como I, who has hit the mattresses and is stirring the marinara sauce. With Chris Cuomo, Fredo out there in their compound, which is in the Hamptons, which is reached by our FM affiliate, WLIR. FM standing for freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, (laughs) free marijuana, Frank Morano and Frank McKay was actually president of our FM affiliate. Did I get that out of the way? But I'm not finished. I'm not finished. It was all Long Island here in the studios of WABC. And yesterday, I'm telling you, rising up like Al Pacino. Oh, yeah, he was in that. What was that? Devil's Advocate, I think. What, what, what was the name of that movie? Devil's Advocate. Hey, by the way, where did Macedonian Phil go? He's running for his life. Devil's Advocate, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Peter King, I'm on, I'm on uh, with uh, Sid Rosenberg. At 7.05 on Monday morning, and I'll be on at 5 uh, on Friday. Uh, both uh, his crew here, Macedonian Phil and Lou, and uh, naturally Sid, he's vacillating. They don't want me, uh, me on because I'm the antidote for this love affair that they all have now for Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. We'll get to that later on. In fact, Lou is holding strong. I give him credit for that. And then naturally how they're all jumping off uh, the USS Donald Trump. The first one was Congressman Peter King. So... He reminds me uh, of the devil's advocate, Al Pacino. Remember Al Pacino? Remember how he was trying to guide people over to the devil's side? Well, yesterday I'm talking with Sid Rosenberg. It's 7.05 in the morning, the battle of who is better. Uh, he's, uh, he's defending Chris uh, Mad Dog Russo, a uh, person of no consequence uh, in sports talk radio. And actually, uh, I'm defending Marty Clickman, one tough Jew. And who texts in? When I say, you know, Marty Clickman and Elston Howard used to do the high school game of the week, 
on WPIX Channel 11, Thanksgiving, Iona Prep, the Catholic uh, school playing uh, New Rochelle, the public school. Oh, Peter King texts in, oh, uh, yeah, he forgot to mention Brooklyn Prep versus St. John's Prep. They did that game in 1970. And by the way, I graduated Brooklyn Prep, and Curtis got kicked out. And I knew, I knew, boy, we were up for double trouble that morning. So then all of a sudden, what happens? Who arrives with former Vice President Mike Pence? The devil's advocate himself, Al Pacino in Irish garb, Peter King, and they're doing an interview with former Vice President Mike Pence right here. Mike, how was it, excuse me, Mr. Vice President, how was it, uh, again, being... You had it right the first time. Okay, okay, Mike. Uh, again, you're a great member of Congress. It was, it was great working with you and obviously a great Vice President. Oh, they were like swapping spit. They were like tongue-kissing in there, you know, uh... Mrs. Pence, you always would sit in meetings whenever the vice president would be sitting with a woman. You better sit in this meeting with Peter King because, my God, it was like a love affair. And then listen to what Pence had to say about the devil's advocate, Peter King. Great to see my friend Pete King. And I I hate the word former before (laughs) his whole title. Uh, America misses him in that leadership role, but I know your listeners get to hear his wisdom every day. Look at that. A love fest, a total love fest. And later on, you, you can't turn it off. No matter how many times that Lou and uh, Macedonian Phil try to sabotage his 45 minutes. See, they're talking amongst one another now how to sabotage his seven. No, you don't. No, you don't. You'll be hearing how uh, Sid Rosenberg may have made the biggest mistake of his life on the Sid rap. Remember, I do the Sid rap because it's adversarial. I'm a fiend. I'm a foe. So when you talk Sid Rosenberg in the morning, 6 to 10, Monday through Fridays, when I'm on Monday, 7.05, Friday, 7.05, and someone will have to physically extricate me from the studio because I'm showing up. Uh, just call it Sid Rosenberg with friends, a fiend, and a foe. That's Curtis Lee. And talking about Long Island, the Michigash uh, out, everything yesterday was Long Island here at WABC. So I'm sitting there and I'm doing the show prep for the many shows that I do at WABC, and then all of a sudden my phone blows up, man. It says this guy, George Santos, who uh, won the congressional seat, the old Swazi seat, out in Long Island and a little bit of Queens. Uh, Basically, his entire life is a fraud. From the day he was birthed to everything he did in his initial congressional race, when on election night he beat pretty boy Tom Swazi, but lost, lost on the paper count afterwards. To this race when he won by eight percentage points against the Democratic challenger. The New York Times did a um, background check on him, which you would have said, my God, did anybody do negative research on George uh, Santos? You would have found all this stuff. His entire life has been one big fraud. What was that uh, movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Remember when Leonardo DiCaprio pretended to be... uh, uh, airline captain, pretended to be a surgeon, uh, turned out to, to be representing the number one con man who had ever li- lived. That has to be George Soros. My God, people are blowing it up. Did you know this about George? No, no, no. Nothing about this guy's life is true. This is the Republican winner. You know, part of the uh, red wave, thank God, that came in from New York State that has given, uh, hopefully, uh, McCarthy, who will be the majority leader of the Republicans, who is, and then the next Speaker of the House, although there are some uh, Republicans who are vacillating. Uh, But, my God, the guy's entire life is a complete and total fraud. 
So now the Republicans say, no, this guy is totally a fraud. Just hang on. Hang on to make sure that McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House. Hang on. Hang on so that there's no uh, craziness that goes on. This, oh, my God, you got to get rid of this guy. He's got to resign. Oh, no, don't say that, Curtis. Don't say that. We need his vote. There's so precious few votes to give us the majority. Oh, my God. What do you want? Ha! Team Jeffries to become the next speaker. Of course not. All right, so that's one. And then that makes sense. A lot of people, and I said it here on this edition and other editions, that when George Santos was gearing up to run a second time, it was outreach to me from chairman of Nassau County. He was considered a kingmaker, Joe Cairo. He and the Nassau GOP staff, we had a lunch not far from the old Roosevelt uh, Raceway. And they asked me, uh, you interested in running for that uh, former Swazi congressional seat? And they said, look, uh, I got an open mind, but I- I'm not a carpetbagger. You know, look, I-, I don't live in Long Island. I know Long Island, but I don't live in the North Shore of Long Island. Yeah. Have I been to have I been to Lenox? Have I been to weddings there? Yes. Do I know the Persians there in the North Shore? Yes. But uh, come on, I'm not interested in being uh, a And I said, by the way, you're supporting Lee Zeldin at that time. I'm supporting Andrew Giuliani. So that created some angst. And I said, every day I advocated that Edward Mangano, the crooked former county executive, be sent triple life without parole to jail. You guys were defending him. Why are you inviting me out here? We have absolutely nothing in common. Because they probably knew something about George Santos's background. They probably didn't do a full background check. By the way, the Democrats, that John Jacobs, whoa, what, what a piece of work, right? You need to get rid of him as chairman, uh, Democrats. Uh, you know, he was a Cuomo white. My God, they didn't even do a background check, which you do in every campaign of your adversary. It's called negative research. Ten cents of every dollar that goes into the campaign is to investigate your adversary. And they couldn't come up with all this stuff on George Santos that his life has been one big fake. Never mind the fact that Joe Cairo and the Republicans obviously maybe did a cursory check. And maybe that's why they invited me out. But I said, thank you, gentlemen. But no, thank you. I'm not interested in being a carpetbagger. And who called up right away? George Santos. Oh, what are you trying to do? Take my congressional seat. Yo, chill out, man. I'm not a carpetbagger. They asked me to lunch. I went out. Uh, as a matter of courtesy to have that. And then in addition, yesterday, John McLaughlin, the pollster here, was still talking about how after the fact of the election, Lee Zeldin, look at him in the most recent polls. John Katsimatidis recently was lambasting him on the 5 o'clock roundtable edition saying, John, John, the election is over. Hochul is the governor. Well, John McLaughlin was talking about that. He was being interviewed by Laura Curran, the former Nassau County executive, who made the biggest mistake in her life by taking a Facebook shot. With Ted Kaczynski, Kaminsky, whatever the hell his name is, the state senator was now going to have to get a job hanging wallpaper, who, to his credit, Bernard McGirt, that was his state senator. He was the author of the no-cash bail, former assistant district attorney, Eastern District. People said he's going to be the next governor over my dead body. And every day that Bernard McGirt would come in, he would say, you got to get this bum out of there. We cannot forget 
And in honor of Bernard McGurk, he was right. And we were trying to convince Laura Curran, at least I was, hey, why don't you come over to the Republican side? Because the Democrats, that state chairman Jacobs, made you take that picture on Facebook. And that's why you're no longer Nassau County executive. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. Oh, let me tell you, Macedonian Phil, I want to deport you to Macedonia. You know where that is? You know what Greece is? It's north of Greece. You know, they call it North Macedonia. Schmuck. Purposely gave me headphones that didn't work at the start of the show. Anything to sabotage this lunch hour edition. Because, again, I want to go on record that Lou, Macedonian Phil, and Sid no longer want me in the morning, 7.05 on Mondays. And 7.05 to end the week on Fridays as the antidote to all of their Turkish kissing of uh, Eric Adams. Exempt Lou on that, although they're trying to reel him in. Let's get back on track. I mean, this should become the theme song of New York City, West Side Story. The original edition, edition 1960, created by liberal progressives, radicals like Leonard Bernstein, right? And now you couldn't even play a song like this because it's not considered politically correct. And at the time, it was Puerto Ricanos, Jets versus Sharks. To their citizens by birth, whether it's here on the mainland or in the Commonwealth, I know they're going to take a vote for statehood. They do that every two years. Knock yourself out. Let's get back on track because, again, elected officials, Democrats and Republicans, they believe that you're all stupid. That's why I don't trust any of them. They believe you can't even remember what they said five days ago, never mind five weeks ago or five months ago, that you will forget and you have, if you happen to have remembered, you will forget. Perfect example, swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams. Here, he's moaning and groaning yesterday how these illegal aliens, that's right, I call them illegal aliens, not undocumented aliens that Kathy Crime Wave Hoko has signed legislation for. That, in fact, they are going to cause us to go Chapter 11. It is alarming. It is. I mean, this is this. And New Yorkers need to be aware um, of what we are up against. And, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to give the impression uh, that this new influx is not going to impact our basic services. And so when you say which service, look at every service we provide. Every service we provide is going to be impacted by the influx of migrants in our city. It's going to impact education. It's going to impact the dollars we're using to clean our streets. It's going to impact um, our public safety. It's going to impact our helping those long-term New Yorkers who are in need. Every service, if you look down the list of services, I have to now go back to the drawing board Already multi-billion dollars in deficit because of the pandemic. I have to return to the drawing board and now reconfigurate every service we're providing in the city based on what is about to happen to the city. No, no, can't get out. First off, you got all the stimulus money and you pumped up the budget, uh, incredible levels. We're going, we're going to be on the cusp of Chapter 11 because you got your beaks in the trough. First of all, you now... You got uh, Adams. And why is Adams saying this now? Because his very dear friends, Joe Biden and Kathy Crime Wave Hoko, apparently won't heed what he's always asking for now. Show me the money. 
Show me the money. That's what it's all about. See, Eric Adams, it's like the little boy who cried wolf. You're constantly saying that from your first day in the state center. We're going to get back to that later. And so people are used to that. You're like constantly getting wine, dime, pocket line. You want the money. Yet, I remember, don't forget, Lou, Macedonian Phil, and the rest of our listeners, there was a different Eric Adams just three months ago in his $5,000 customized suits welcoming the illegal aliens coming from Venezuela on the first buses that arrived at the Port Authority that were coming, we later learned, from uh, El Paso, where his friendly relationship with the Democratic mayor there led to him welcoming the illegals at our taxpayers' expense. Let's have immediate translation services to assist that people can have access to the services that are already available. We have to expand uh, NYC care to make sure everyone has health care. We need to make sure we have proper translation services in our schools so that we can start building out the future as well. We are going to fulfill our moral and legal obligation to house everyone that enters uh, New York City. Uh, that is what we have done, and that is what we will continue to do. Well, that was just three months ago. Did you all forget how he rolled out the welcoming mat? How he said it's our obligation to take care of them? Not veterans. No, no, no. Or veterans' families or some veterans who are homeless. Never once mentioned them. No, thank God again to Vito Fisella. Staten Island Borough President, who brought that to everyone's attention in the, the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis. But notice what happened yesterday. Oh, his spiritual advisor, the bling-bling bishop, the guy with the $500,000 blinged-out Rolls Royce, Lamar Miller-Whitehead. What do I always say? Never trust anybody with three names, right? I told you, Stephen A. Smith. Can't trust them. Joseph A. Takapina, can't trust them. Cannot trust anybody with three names. He gets busted for fraud, extortion, the whole nine yards. And so he's being put on the shelf. I mean, what are they to do at the Tomorrow International Church in Canarsie? Right on Remsen? <laughs> right off of Remsen and Forster Avenue. That's that's where I grew up in that area. And this guy was, like, stealing money from his constituents, extorting money from the elderly black women who always believe in their pastors. Their pastor is never wrong. If their pastor asks for money, you just give the money to the pastor. But... I see we got his replacement very quickly. Maybe he'll become the new spiritual uh, advisor to uh, Eric Adams. That's the right Reverend Carlton uh, Funderburk. See, that's how I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. Come on. Come on. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. Come on. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. Come on. I ain't worth your Prada. Come on. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deaconine, it's not with respect of won't. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. Ah, yeah. So we're going to replace this uh, one spiritual advisor of Eric Adams. Notice how he surrounds himself with crooks. 
uh, because he says he likes to mentor them. You know, if you uh, hang out with crooks, guess what? You're a crook yourself. But anyway, Lamar Miller Whitehead, never trust anybody with three names, is out. And I have a feeling they're replacing him at the Tomorrow International Church in Canarsie. He'll be the right Reverend Carlton Funderburk, a rip-off artist himself. But anyway, uh, that place is going to be empty for a few weeks, the Tomorrow International Church. Maybe Eric Adams, friend of this crooked spiritual advisor of his, Lamar Miller Whitehead, could convince them, the congregants, the few that are still left that haven't been ripped off by the bling-bling uh, bishop, to house illegal aliens, right? We're running out. There's 60, 60 count them. Hotels, motels, Holiday Inn Expresses that we're housing illegals in. They keep coming every day. I don't care that the uh, chief of the United States Supreme Court, Chief Judge Roberts, put a stay and said, no, 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 Title 42 is still in effect. They're coming. They're coming, as the mayor in El Paso said. They're coming through the sewer caps from Juarez. And then, of course, who continues to welcome them? At our taxpayers' expense through Catholic charities. Remember, they get the federal funds for this. Oh, Santa Claus himself, Cardinal Dolan. These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names, and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey. But yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Let me ask you a question. Uh, at rectory over at uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, it's pretty empty. How come uh, Cardinal Dolan wants to play Santa Claus with our tax dollars through Catholic charities? Doesn't house any illegal aliens there, right? I, I mean, come on, do as I say and as I do. Of course not. And then, of course, who was in town on the Upper East Side yesterday dining with Kellyanne Conway? Oh, my God, an odd couple, if ever there was. It was Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo. Remember when he was governor? Remember how he vilified ICE, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, the brave agents of ICE who never get recognition and attention? Remember what he said about them? That has been said about them by Eric Adams and other Democrats? New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Sue. Sue the men and women who put their lives on the line to protect us from narco-terrorists. Those who are involved in sex trade. Those who are gangbangers. Sue the heroes who put on a bulletproof vest every day. When's the last time you heard that ICE was recognized by anybody? No. Nope. I'll bet you tonight, you know, when uh, Sid is there with the uh, Detectives Endowment Association at their annual awards with Stevie Van Zandt, who says, oh, why can't we all live in black neighborhoods? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Do you think they'll recognize ICE, Lou? You think there'll be anybody at the Detectives Endowment Association and say, you know, I really like to uh, honor uh, the agents of ICE who risk their lives every day. It's like they're forgotten men and women. I won't fuck, f- uh, forget, and I won't forgive those who won't recognize them. But anyway, I digress. How the hell did Kellyanne Conway sit down with Andrew Evil Ice Cuomo? Did she not remember what Cuomo said about Republicans like Kellyanne Conway? Are they these extreme conservatives who are right to life? A poor assault weapon 
anti-gay, is that who they are? Because if that's who they are, and if they are the extreme conservatives, they have no place in the state of New York. So this- because that's not who New Yorkers are. Maybe that's why Kellyanne Conway lives in Alpine along the Palisades Parkway and not New York. Come on, Kellyanne Conway. Lou, you see why I say I don't trust any politicians, Republican or Democrats? Just as easily as they're your friend today, they're your foe tomorrow. Look at how they were fawning over Vice President uh, Pence here at WABC yesterday. And then, how can anybody sit down with Andrew Evilize Cuomo after he said this? We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Hey, Kellyanne Conway, did you hear what Andrew evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Faccia Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I said on many occasions, could I hear that again, Lou, to uh, wake all of you up? We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. America was never that great. I, till the day I die, will make sure you, and I know you're listening on WLIR, Andrew Evilized Cuomo with Fredo, right, your brother, and your wartime consigliere Joe Pococo on WLIR in your compound as you stir the marinara sauce and you hit the mattresses and you think we're all stunad, we'll never remember. I remember. I don't forget. And most importantly, Cuomo, I, unlike Kellyanne Conway, will not forgive. Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy! Well, I was born in a small town. Back to Hoosier Land. It was here at WABC. You better get out of the studio, Macedonia film. Sabotage my headphones at the start of this. And you should all know, they thought that they were going to do the Sid Rap. Sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys. Lou, Macedonian Phil. Yeah, you know, like Gary Delabody. Uh, boy, Gary does for Howard Stern. Yeah, yeah, that, that traditor, right? Well, what is wrong with Sid? He wants to be like Howard Stern. Anyway, reason why we're playing John Mellencamp here was Who's Your Day at WABC yesterday. And the devil's advocate yesterday was not Al Pacino. It was Congressman Peter King who was leading Sid Rosenberg right in to... Uh, Mike Penceland, listen, listen to Sid. Uh, oh, my God, this was a disgrazia. It was great, and, and I offered my advice a couple of times to Pence. The fact that the former vice president actually cared what I had to say was pretty surreal. It's what all politicians do, Sid. They all act like they care. They, you think Pence today remembers what the hell uh, you said to him yesterday, Sid? Come on, he says that a thousand times a day. And then the devil's advocate, Peter King, led him into a trap that he cannot escape anymore, Sid. But Mike Pence, I took a picture. So did Peter King. And we posted them. And what do we get? Nasty. You should get nasty. You claim that you are down by law with Donald Trump. Look, I was the first never Trumper. I was the first rhino. I've been true to that. But Peter King, Congressman Peter King, he was one of the first to jump off the SS Trump and become a never Trumper. Oh, my God. Sid, you're the last one holding out with Sid and friends, all your friends, Bo Dito. Now he's a never Trumper. Peter King, never Trumper. Dove Hiken, never Trumper. And Sid, Sid, say it ain't so, Sid. Say it ain't so. Some of you Trump supporters out there are the reason why people hate Donald Trump and the reason why he's not going to win. 
<laughs> Why did you say that? And then post a picture of you and Pence with the devil's advocate at your side. Congressman Peter King, are you crazy, Sid? Oh, my God, you know what he's doing tonight, and I'm going down there. I hope, ladies and gentlemen, you all come down to watch this. I'm going to be there at 5 o'clock right outside the Plaza Hotel. You know, General Sherman across the street with 59th mergers with 5th. I'm going to be there at 5 o'clock, but at 5.30, he's going up in the bucket a third time with uh, Habad's uh, Shmuley Butman from Crown Heights, John Katzmatidis, and actually Sid Rosemary. Third time he's done this to light the menorah candle. And by the way, he has a fear of heights. Watch what he does, Macedonian Phil. He's going to raise at Peter King's urgings, Congressman Peter King, a big sign that says, Pence for President 2024. Watch. Pence for President 2024. And then you have a fear of heights, Sid. You should jump out of the bucket. I'm like, well, what the hell happened to him? And then, oh, my God, he's trying to... He's trying to actually convince every here at, everyone here at WABC that Eric Adams is really a stand-up guy. He's a good guy. He's even playing his stupid rhymes where Eric Adams, you know, I'm the hip-hop mayor. I'm the hip-hop mayor. And so now he does rhymes at every press conference that make absolutely no sense. Here's a rhyme that Sid Rosenberg played this morning. That's why you got to listen from 6 to 10. I can't depend on Lou or Macedonia and Phil uh, to, uh, to let me know what Sid said. i got to depend on all of you, and I really appreciate you ratting them out and eating the Parmesan cheese. Listen to this babble. I'm dyslexic. I'm imperfect. I've been arrested. I've been rejected. Now I'm elected. I'm the mayor of the city of New York. That's my personality. And Sid was applauding that, applauding that. And then, thank you, Lou, for standing your ground. You should have had a gun in your hand, like in Florida, where you can stand your ground. But, I mean, come on, Sid. Would you leave Lou alone? He's not an Eric Adams Republican. He's not like you, Sid. He's not like Peter King. He's not like uh, your friend Bo Dito. He's not like Dove Hiking. He stands on principles. Thank God there's one positive thing I could say about Lou. Listen to how Sid tried to lobby him today. Smoke Are you ever going to like this guy? Is there any chance? Yeah, there's a chance. What, is, what does he have to do? Um, get the, and don't yell at me until I'm finished. Okay, you fine. So somehow get the bail. Uh, come on, get Lou. The, get the bail reform thing fixed right. somehow. He doesn't have the power to do that. Lou, this is your comeback tomorrow. I realize he was bullying you. He was badgering you. He was yelling over you, as he always does whenever Eric Adams' name comes up, his newfound friend. Uh, the Democrats have introduced a bill to raise their legislative pay before the end of the session, January 1st. So they're going to go up for a special session to give themselves a pay increase. They won't uh, deal with uh, no cash bail. They won't deal with this emergency because all the Democrats have invited in these illegal aliens. Nope. They're going to give themselves a pay raise. And in the words of Eric Adams, show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Now, Lou, you can go back to when um, Eric Adams had won his state Senate seat in Brooklyn. And he was sworn in. This was his first words before the collected body of state senators in Albany. This was his first speech. Can I hear that again? One more time, please. Show me the money. 
Show me the money. That's what it's all about. So now what you say, Lewis, that was his first speech as a state senator in Albany. Have him say, why don't you have Eric Adams name and shame the Democrats who are calling the legislature back for a special session, not to deal with no cash bail, but rather to deal with a pay increase. Do you think he will name and shame Carl Hastie, that crook speaker of the assembly? No. Or Cousin Stewart, uh, head of the supermajority in the state Senate? Of course not. Lou, I provided you with ammunition. Stand your ground.